0: everyone. There's been a ton of stuff since my last news roundup and we're right at the end of Star Wars Celebration so we've got a lot to cover. Let's get started with the castings. First of all Christopher Walken will be playing the Emperor in Dune Part 2. This is awesome. Obviously he's a great actor, an iconic actor, and the Emperor is a very interesting character if you're familiar with the Dune mythology. I love the first Dune. The second one has a stacked cast and I can't wait for this. Next up Alan Richson, Rita Moreno, and Scott Eastwood have joined the cast of Fast 10. I don't care much about the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, I've heard that Alan is good in Reacher on Amazon Prime Video, but I haven't seen it. I don't care much about Scott Eastwood. He had a very minor role in the earlier movies. Rita Moreno is a really good actress, so I'm definitely curious to see what her role is going to be. I think it'll be something akin to Helen Mirren's role. Um, I don't really care much about this, though. This isn't a big deal to me because I'm just not a fan of this franchise. Dan Stevens is set to star in the previously announced Godzilla vs. Kong sequel. I liked Godzilla vs. Kong a whole lot more than I expected to, and I like Dan Stevens as an actor, so I'm looking forward to this. Benedict Wong will be reprising his role as Wong in She-Hulk. We're definitely going to talk about that She-Hulk trailer later, but this is awesome news. More Wong is always a good thing, and he's always a standout whenever he pops up. So I'm looking forward to this. I'm sure this will connect to Abomination and whatever's going on with Abomination and She-Hulk and chong chi Celeste O'Connor has signed on to star alongside Dakota Johnson and Sydney Sweeney in Sony's Madam Web film. I don't really care much about this. Celeste O'Connor was fine in Ghostbusters Afterlife, but I really have no interest in this movie anymore, especially after Morbius. I'll definitely watch it, but I've lost any confidence in Sony Marvel movies after The dumpster fire that was Morbius. Stephanie Su, Michelle Yeoh, and Kehoe Kwan are returning in the upcoming Disney Plus series, American Born Chinese. This is awesome. I rewatched Everything Everywhere all at once the other day. That movie just blew me away yet again. Definitely the best movie of the year so far. All three of them are phenomenal in it and deserve Oscar uh, nominations, and I hope they get recognized We talked about this series when it was announced. I remember the premise sounded awesome. The fact that it's being helmed by Destin Daniel Cretton is awesome. He's a great director. This is quickly becoming one of my most anticipated shows in production right now. This cast seeing them reunite is awesome. Uh, Fantastic news. Francis Ford Coppola's Megopolis, which he is funding himself, will star Adam Driver, Natalie Emanuel, I believe it is, Forrest Whitaker, Lawrence Fishburne, and John Voight. The logline for the film reads... The fate of Rome haunts a modern world, unable to solve its own social problems in this epic story of political ambition, genius, and conflicted love. I mean, this cast is pretty awesome. I'm a fan of everyone here, and the premise sounds really interesting. Uh, Obviously, Francis Ford Coppola is in the conversation for greatest director of all time, having made two of the greatest movies of all time. So I'm very much looking forward to this, and I'm curious to see what it turns out to be. Um, I think it's cool that he's funding it himself this is clearly some sort of really major passion project for him so I'm very curious. Tony Collette, Mark Ruffalo, Naomi Aki, and Robert Pattinson are joining Bong Joon-ho's next movie based on the novel Mickey 7. We discussed this movie and we talked about the premise when it was first announced. I can't wait for it this cast is awesome. Bong Joon-ho an amazing director so I can't wait for this. Um, I'm very highly anticipating this movie. Um, And that's pretty much it. That's it for the castings. Moving on to other news, the Forrest Gump team, including director Robert Zemeckis, screenwriter Eric Roth, and Tom Hanks and Robin Wright will all reunite to make a new film titled Here. The movie is described as a breathtaking and revolutionary odyssey through time and memory. So this is very vague. We don't really have any details. I'm very curious about this. A revolutionary odyssey through time and memory. I have no idea what that means, but it sounds very interesting. Obviously, Tom Hanks and Robin Wright are great actors. Zemeckis is a good director. This is definitely something I'll keep an eye on, and I'm curious to learn what it is. Next up, Jerry Bruckheimer, of course, the producer, has confirmed that they are developing a script for a new Pirates of the Caribbean movie starring uh, Margot Robbie. This is something that has a lot of potential. Obviously, Johnny Depp made this franchise what it is but I'm not one of those people who believes that the franchise can't exist without him, especially with someone as talented as Margot Robbie as the star. I think this could turn out to be awesome, and I'm really looking forward to this one because I love a good adventure movie, Um, and I think this has a ton of potential, and it's going to be a huge hit. Speaking of Margot Robbie, she'll also be starring in an Ocean's Eleven prequel film directed by Jay Roach set in Europe in the 1960s. I also really love a good heist movie, and it's been a while since I've seen one. I'm not sure why or how this needs to be connected to Ocean's Eleven, besides maybe brand recognition, but I also think this has a ton of potential. Jay Roach is a good director, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what he does with this. Next up, Netflix has bought the Emily Blunt movie, Pain Hustlers, that is being described as being in the vein of Wolf of Wall Street and The Big Short. Blunt will play a high school dropout who lands a job with a failing pharmaceutical startup in a yellowing strip mall in Central Florida. Her charm, guts, and drive catapult the company and her into the high life, where she soon finds herself at the center of a criminal conspiracy with deadly consequences. This sounds really interesting. I'm a fan of Emily Blunt as an actress. The premise sounds interesting, but I will say I'm a little bit hesitant since David Yates is directing. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of his work, mainly with the Harry Potter and Fantastic Beasts movies. Hopefully he proves me wrong and this turns out to be great, but uh, I'm not sure how to feel about this. Last news roundup, I discussed that KJ Apa and Isabel May were going to be starring in DC's Wonder Twins movie. And well, now that movie has been canceled, it's no longer happening. I can't say I'm too surprised to hear this. We knew that David Zaslav was going to be taking a close look at all the Warner Brothers productions when he took over, and I suspected that he'd be killing quite a few of them. I can't say I'm too disappointed because I was never really excited for this movie, but I was curious, and it's always a bummer. It's always not good to hear any project being canceled because that means so many people are losing their jobs, um, which is never a good thing. Moving on, Marvel released the first image of their Echo series, which will debut in 2023. The premise for the series is, the origin story of Echo revisits Maya Lopez, whose ruthless behavior in New York City, probably from Hawkeye, catches up with her in her hometown. She must face her past, reconnect with her Native American roots, and embrace the meaning of family and community if she ever hopes to move forward. Echo stars Chase Spencer, Tantu Cardinal, Devery Jacobs, Cody Lightning with Graham Green, and Zach McLaren. This sounds awesome to me. Um, This is a show I'm really looking forward to because I thought Maya's backstory in Hawkeye was super interesting. There's a lot to explore with her losing her father, her involvement in the tracksuit mafia. I also think everything with her and Kingpin in Hawkeye was underdeveloped. And I think there's a lot of potential to dive more into that with this show, especially since uh, Kingpin is definitely not dead. And I know the Internet isn't too excited for this show, but I see a lot of potential here. And I think it's going to surprise everyone. It turned out to be really good. Next up, kind of related, is that Disney Plus has a new Daredevil series in production with Charlie Cox returning to the role. The series will be written by Matt Corman and Chris Ord. This is really cool. I haven't seen the Netflix Daredevil. I know, I know, I have to see it, but I will. I'm going to see it before this show comes out. um, And I'm excited to see this character back because I know how popular he is. He was cool in No Way Home. I do have some hesitations, though. First of all, the writers, they don't necessarily have the most amazing track record. Secondly, the fact that this is on Disney Plus means the brutality and the violence will be toned down. Also, to be honest, I'm just getting a little bit tired of the usual 6 episode series that Marvel has been doing. It's proven to be not enough time for the stories they're trying to tell, and all the finales end up a little bit rushed or just pushing things off to season 2. And for those reasons, I'm excited for the show but also very nervous. I hope it turns out to be good and I hope it lives up to the original Netflix series, but we'll see. Next up, Pixar has released the first details and concept art from its next movie after Lightyear. The movie is called Elemental, which will be directed by Peter Sond, and comes out on June 16, 2023. The movie follows Wade and Ember, a go-with-the-flow guy, and a fiery woman of contrasting elements. Together, they'll explore a city where all the four elements, earth, wind, fire, and water, live together, Along the way, they'll realize just how much they have in common, despite the apparent differences between fire and water. This sounds very interesting to me. Uh, Even if it didn't sound interesting, even if this looked horrible and sounded horrible, I would still watch it and probably be blown away because Pixar has an amazing track record. The concept art for this looks interesting. I hope that that's the style they go with for the animation. It's different than the usual Pixar style, and I want to see more diversity in animation styles. So, I'm definitely looking forward to this movie just by the fact that it's Pixar alone, and I'm sure it'll be great. Next up, moving on to some of the Star Wars stuff, Jude Law has been cast in Star Wars Skeleton Crew, a Disney Plus series from John Watts, Chris Ford, Jon Favreau, and Dave Filoni. The show takes place in that same Mandalorian era after Return of the Jedi and has been described as a coming of age adventure featuring a young preteen cast trying to make their way home. This sounds awesome to me. Uh, John Watts, obviously a fantastic director. And I think this has the potential to be something really special. They talked about how this is not meant to be a kid's show, even though it's starring teens, even though it's coming of age. Um, That's also an interesting genre. We haven't seen much coming of age in the Star Wars universe, but we know that John Watts is good at it um, with Spider-Man Homecoming. So I think this has a lot of potential. I like Jude Law, he's a great actor. His involvement with the series is great. The fact that this is gonna be kind of very inspired by Stranger Things is cool. I really enjoy that show. So I think this is gonna be awesome and I'm really looking forward to it. It's gonna be something new and different for Disney Plus for Star Wars and I'm looking forward to seeing what it is. Next up, Star Wars has also announced a new Disney Plus show set during the High Republic era. It follows younglings as they study the ways of the force and become Jedi. It's called Young Jedi Adventures. Um, I'm assuming this is an animated series. I believe it is. This is obviously something aimed much more towards younger kids. I don't have much to say. I'm sure it'll be very cute. I'm sure little kids will love it. I just like how it's set during the High Republic era because I like to see Lucasfilm embracing that era more because the High Republic books are so good. And that's all I have to say about that. The last piece of news we have in other news is some of the early reactions for Miss Marvel. So I wanted to just read a few um, because I'm very much looking forward to this show and these early reactions have gotten me more excited. We've got Charles Murphy saying... The Miss Marvel pilot episode caught me by surprise in the best ways. It's as close as we've come in the MCU to comic pages come to life. It's inventive, bright, and a ton of fun. My strong feeling is that teens are going to fall in love with this show. I know my kids will. We also got Murphy's Multiverse saying, I got to see the first two episodes of Miss Marvel, had met expectations, but so far it is wonderful. It's the first thing to actually get me excited about the Marvels. Iman Vellani is perfect as Kamala Khan, and I'm feeling optimistic about the changes to her origin slash powers now. That gets me excited more than anything. I was worried about those changes to her powers, but hearing that maybe they actually work in the context of the show gets me excited. We got Collider saying, I've seen the first two episodes of Miss Marvel. The series feels like a lighthearted departure from previous series, filled with clever editing, smart dialogue, and teenage woes. It doesn't quite know what it is yet, but hopefully it'll get there soon. Iman Vellani is fantastic. Iman Vellani seems to be getting just praise all around the board. I'm not surprised. Marvel casting just seems to nail it every time. We got comicbook.com saying the first two episodes of Miss Marvel are so wonderful. This feels like the best constructed MCU TV show yet. High praise. Um, While also perfectly capturing Kamala's world in the comics. The aesthetics and MCU connections rule, and the cast is unbelievably charming. I can't wait to see more. Um, That's pretty much it. Glowing reviews all around. This has definitely gotten me a lot more excited for the show. I think it's going to be really cute and wholesome, and I'm actually really excited for it. I'll definitely be reviewing it weekly once it comes out, I believe, next week. Um, So that is solid and some promising early reactions for Miss Marvel. Moving on to the trailers... First of all, we got our first teaser trailer for Avatar 2, The Way of the Water. This trailer was fine. I'm very excited for the movie, but the trailer didn't really do anything for me. It didn't increase my excitement or decrease it. We saw some amazing visuals as expected. All the underwater stuff looks awesome. I liked the background music of the trailer. We saw some cool locations. I'm really looking forward to this one. We don't have any details yet, but I'm looking forward to learning more. This was a solid trailer, but it just didn't blow me away. But uh, we still got plenty of time. There's going to be more trailers. I'm still really looking forward to this movie. Next up, we got the trailer for She-Hulk, Attorney at Law. This trailer was awesome. Let's just talk about the elephant in the room. Yeah, the CGI, it's not great. I wasn't expecting it to be mind-blowing because this is on a TV budget. But I am hoping that it'll be a little bit better than this. Hopefully, it'll be improved by the time the show actually debuts. Um As long as it's good enough not to take me out of the story and not to be jarring, I'm fine if the CGI is not amazing. But besides that, I really love this trailer. It did its job in raising my excitement for the show. Tatiana Maslany looks great in the role. I'm excited for more Mark Ruffalo as Hulk. We got a glimpse of Emil Blonsky Abomination, which was awesome. I'm really loving the tone and the vibe established in this trailer. This looks like a ton of fun, super funny. Um, I really can't wait for the show. This was a great trailer of course, besides that CGI. Next up, we got the trailer for Umbrella Academy season three. If you don't know, I don't know if I've talked about it. I love this show. It's one of my favorite shows and the first two seasons are both great. I don't have much to say about the trailer besides the fact that it looks awesome. I cannot wait for season three. Next up, we got the trailer for Thor Love and Thunder. This looks awesome. This trailer is amazing. First of all, visually, this movie looks amazing. The visuals look great, both the black and white and color ones. We get to see more of Jane Foster. Natalie Portman's line delivery in this one trailer sounds better than it did in those two other Thor movies. We got to see her in action more, launching the pieces of Mjolnir, which was awesome. We got to see Valkyrie fighting with Zeus's lightning. We got to see Russell Crowe as Zeus, who looks hilarious. Korg's narration in the beginning was great. And then, of course, we finally got to see Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. He looks amazing. We saw some of his fight scenes on this black and white planet. We saw him in this weird goo chamber. We saw him with the sword. I think he just looks phenomenal. He looks terrifying. I cannot wait to see him in this movie. He has the potential to be one of the best MCU villains ever. This trailer was amazing. Totally raised my excitement for this movie. I think it's going to be great. Um, And I I just can't wait for Thor, Love, and Thunder. Can't wait for Gore the God Butcher. This was an awesome trailer. Next up, we have a trailer for The Gray Man, which is the Russo Brothers Netflix movie. Honestly. This trailer did nothing for me. It looks fine, but I was kind of expecting more. With such great directors and a stacked cast, I was kind of surprised that the trailer just felt generic. I'm looking forward to watching and potentially reviewing this movie, but I'd be lying if I said I love this trailer. So whatever. The Gray Man, I'll watch it. Hopefully it'll be good, but kind of a boring trailer. Talking about action movie trailers that are not boring, we got the trailer for the next Mission Impossible. I'm a huge fan of this franchise. This trailer was amazing. The only thing that didn't work for me about this trailer was the music. It felt kinda out of place or the music over the trailer just didn't work for me. But other than that, I cannot wait for this movie. You don't really go into Mission Impossible movies for the plot, you go for the action and the stunts. And this movie looks like it's gonna deliver on that front. Rebecca Ferguson's character in Mission Impossible is awesome. One of my favorite characters in that franchise. I'm excited to see more of her. We saw Simon Pegg, we saw a glimpse of Hayley Atwell. Vanessa Kirby, Ving Rhames, Um, I just really can't wait for this movie. Next up, we've got a trailer for the Willow Disney Plus series. I really liked the original Willow movie. It's not amazing, but it's just kind of a fun fantasy movie. And I was really looking forward to this show. I will say this trailer looks a whole lot better than I expected. The production design looks a lot higher quality than I expected. This show clearly has a pretty high budget this looks pretty awesome. We've got a lot of good fantasy coming up with this, with Lord of the Rings, with the new Game of Thrones spinoff, and I'm really looking forward to it. This show looks great. I'll definitely be watching it and possibly reviewing it. I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm glad that with this, with the American Board Chinese show, we're finally getting some high quality original programming on Disney Plus that I'm excited for that is not Star Wars, that is not Marvel that I can review. Last but not least, we have our first trailer for Andor, This looks phenomenal. The first thing I noticed instantly was real sets, real locations. You can see instantly that this show was not shot on the volume, like most Star Wars series have been. And that made me so thankful. The volume is amazing. It's revolutionary. But this just feels so great. It feels like a breath of fresh air from that. Because in some ways, the volume has been a little constraining on those Disney Plus shows. This feels larger in scale. This trailer... Oh, it was just awesome. I have no clue what's going on. It doesn't give us anything plot-wise, but we see a ton of new characters, a ton of cool locations. Seeing Mon Mothma was awesome. We got a glimpse of the Imperial Senate, which is so cool. I love political intrigue in Star Wars. The tension in this trailer is really fantastic. The intensity, this feels like something that's going to be darker, more intense, more gritty than other Star Wars shows. Stellan Skarsgård, Adria Arjona, Diego Luna, This just looks fantastic. This trailer just looks so good. I cannot wait for this show. Also, 12 episodes already renewed for a second season. It's going to end tying into Rogue One. This is awesome. Longer seasons, more episodes, more time to let the story breathe. I cannot wait. This show is my most anticipated of the year now, even more than Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, I cannot wait. This is going to be awesome. So that's all the news for now. I know I missed some stuff. I wrote these notes before some of the newer Star Wars Celebration stuff came out. So next news roundup, I'll talk about the stuff I missed. The Bad Batch season two trailer, Tales of the Jedi announcement, Star Wars Vision season two, all of that I'll cover next time. So don't worry. But what did you think of all this news? What did you think of these trailers? Let me know in the comments, the email, the voicemail or the form. All those links are in the descriptions. And thank you so much for listening and have a good day.